0: Welcome to the Sober Podcast, part of the Soberverse created by the team at the Sober Network. The Sober Network is engaged in revolutionizing the treatment industry by creating its own token economy. We offer fresh ideas to an industry that has relied on dated interventions. We are responsive to a new generation of substance users who are attached to their phones so we can impact massive social change. Our unmatched technology displays solutions of our various brands, demonstrating a thorough understanding of how we get things done. We are proving that technology, along with incentivized human accountability, provides measurable and positive outcomes. Visit us at SoberNetwork.com.
1: Welcome to the Sober Podcast. I'm your host, Jamie Brickhouse. Our sober liberty guest today is Marco Marillo, who is a professional chef and started his own podcast called By All Means Necessary Real Recovery Talk. Thank you for joining us on the Sober Podcast, Marco. I'm so glad to have you on the show. Uh, thanks, Jamie. I really appreciate it, man. Thank you. I'm very grateful. Sure. Glad glad to be talking to you. And Uh, we're kind of focused on the topic today of, of how I don't use no matter what. So tell our listeners briefly what brought you into recovery. What brought me into recovery?
2: Yeah. Uh, you know, basically what happened was, is that, uh, I didn't start, I didn't start, uh, using until I was 22 years old. Um, I was an athlete, you know, up until 20 years old. I, I played baseball for 19 years and uh, I stopped playing baseball. Uh, so, you know, I don't know if that was an addiction, to be honest with you, but um, I stopped playing baseball. I went to a party and, uh, and then a friend of mine's uh, sister uh, actually uh, gave me speed and I got really sick. And then uh, the next day, uh, I did it again, and I was hooked. Um, So for 19 years, I was addicted to alcohol and cocaine and slash speed. Mm -hmm. So I, um, March 3rd, 2016 is my clean date. And I, um, I'm coming up on seven years clean and uh i hit rock bottom you know i i didn't know how to actually stop using to be honest with you yeah Uh, Yeah. i i came up with a came up with a plan to uh basically uh kill myself but i didn't have the balls to do it obviously and uh i went into a psych ward for like eight days they baker acted me i came out and uh my psychiatrist actually uh, recommended that I go to treatment, and I went to treatment. And uh, I, so far, I've been to one treatment, one rehab, one IOP, and um, you know, God willing, I, I haven't relapsed. So that's 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 what happened. That's how I got into recovery.
1: Amazing. And you know, you did you um you said you didn't. Uh, that was how old when you became hooked on at twenty. 22. 22? You were 22. And before that, had you not, did you not drink or use drugs? Uh, no drugs. I
2: drank a little bit, but yeah, no drugs at all.
1: And, but the drinking hadn't been a problem. Um,
2: no, not at all.
1: No, wow. That's, yeah, that's one of those amazing stories um, uh, where, you know, that it, when you, when it gets you that late in life, um, relatively speaking, you know.
2: Oh yeah, most definitely. You know, like I'm, I'm, I'm 49. So, you know, I got, I got clean at 42. So, you know, for 19 years I used, so. Yeah. Great. So you're, um, you're a, uh, a chef, um,
1: has working in the food and hospitality industry, uh, caused any struggles,
2: um, in your sobriety? Um, you know, what happened was, just to be honest with you, um, at the end, uh, the last six months of my using, um, it was, it was horrific. Uh, I basically was like a corporate executive chef of uh, a huge catering company down in Miami and I, I lived in Jupiter, so it was yeah. like a, it was an hour and 45 minute drive each way. Um, and I basically you know they fired me from that job. I was I was getting you know drugs shipped in to uh, the, the, where I worked, human resources. And they didn't know about it, but um, I basically lost that job. I went into rehab, and I got out, and I couldn't function. I tried to get a private chef job. Uh, I think I lasted maybe like three weeks. Uh, I, d- I didn't know how to function or cook or work uh, without cocaine. Um, mm-hmm. So I had to basically like teach myself, to be honest with you, how to function, how to actually work uh, clean. So. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm a private chef now, so I'm not really in the trenches uh, in terms of, like, back of the house restaurants, uh, so forth. Um, so I'm pretty much on my own. So I, it, it's not a problem for me, to be honest with you. That's in, great. Terms of, in terms of work, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. When, um, you know, we started off with the, uh, talking about the topic of how you stay sober no matter what. And what were some of the... Uh, some of the things some of the tools you used um early on um I maybe can, can continue to use but especially early on to um to stay sober to to not use no
2: matter what uh so i mean to be quite honest with you like i said uh when i got a re- when i got out of rehab uh i was unemployable
0: mm-hmm. so
2: you know i am in the fellowship i i went into the fellowship of narcotics anonymous Um, you know, and they, uh, suggest that you do 90 meetings in 90 days. Uh, I, I know I did 270 meetings in 90 days. Uh, I, I didn't know how to live. I didn't know. So obviously I don't do that many meetings now, but I, I do at least two, at least two meetings a week. Um, I have about five to six guys that I talk to on a daily um, that are all in recovery, whether it be AA or NA. Um, and I also started my own recovery podcast as well. Uh, you know, I read just for today. Uh, I'm in the third round of working my 12 steps. I talk to my sponsor every morning, uh, at 7 AM. So I'm still plugged in, you know, uh, you know, I, I, when I wake up, I pray every day, you know, I believe in God. Um, you're I, working
1: I hard yeah so you're you're which is you're doing a lot
2: i i yeah, i i need to i have an addiction therapist yeah. you know i see once a week uh he's also in recovery as well too um i had a i had a you know i i needed to understand about trauma i i learned about trauma once i got clean um i was uh you know i went through a period with my my father my father died in active addiction. But uh, he used to, like, beat me. So I didn't tell anybody about that, to be honest with you, until mm-hmm. I got clean. I told my addiction therapist and I told my sponsor. Yeah. Um, and they're like, hey, man, look, you know, that's that's trauma. I didn't really realize, to be honest with you, what trauma was. I didn't, you know, I'm not saying that's why I use drugs. But obviously, for me, you know, speaking for myself, uh, that played a huge part in it. You know, my my dad's dad was an addict. My dad died in active addiction. Uh, You know, I I guess you could say, yeah, it's, you know, genetics too. Um, I think it's, you know, there's a lot of things, but at the end of the day, you know, no one put a gun to my head. Uh, I chose to use drugs, you know, so I I don't want to like, you know, whoever's listening to this, you know, I I don't want to say that, you know, I'm giving it an excuse. I think that there's, for me, there's variable reasons why I did it. Um, But I wouldn't change anything to be honest with you, man. Like, uh, you know, it, it, it's, I'm not going to say it, it's not a struggle, mm-hmm. you know, there's, you know, uh, for me, uh, coming up on anniversaries yeah. is, is, is kind of tough for me. Uh, I don't what, know why.
1: what anniversary are you coming up on,
2: on seven, seven years. Congrats. Thank you. Um, so I think it's more like about, you know, really looking at, uh, gratitude. Like, you know, I, I never was arrested. I never went to jail. I never did prison time. I never overdosed. Um, I still have my wife. I have my children. So I'm very fortunate, you know, so I need to, I, I really need to look at that on a daily and understand that, um, you know, I'm very fortunate that I have a good support group in terms of family, plus a good support group in terms of like people in recovery. I, I tend to keep a small group of people that I trust and that I look up to. And they, they, a lot of them, a lot of the guys have more years uh, in recovery than I do. So it's kind of something to where I look at it. Like, you know, I want to learn from them. You know, I want to understand how they got to where they got.
1: Exactly. Well, that's a great um, uh, spot for us to take a quick little break. Uh, and a great uh, time to stop and say thanks to our sponsor, Stephanie Weiss. She's a certified health and recovery coach based locally in Connecticut and offering virtual services nationwide. If you would like more information, please reach out to info at SoberNetwork.com. That's I-N-F-O at dot com. Now let's get back to Marco. So um, I just wanted to, uh, to recap, cause you've got so many great, um, uh, parts to your program, um, okay. and, and to your routine. And, um, and I just wanted also to add something when, when I was the last time I, um, I, um, counted days when I was struggling to get sober, you know, in that final year. And, uh, you know, you hear all these, um, um, slogans and and little exercises to do. And I would kind of like roll my eyes at a lot of them. But one was, you know, you don't drink no matter what. I'm i I'm a member of the no matter what club. Right. And I had heard that a long time and I was like, oh, you know, corny, you know, whatever. And then this last time that I came in after a relapse and had, you know, two days back, and someone said that, and and I listened and and I started to use it. Um, and when I was white knuckling it you know, and I would have that battle, you know, and and the craving would start and I'd want to drink and I would rather, and what I used to do was battle it in my head. Well, right. I, oh, you know, and start bargaining and start this. And and sometimes I'd lose the battle and sometimes I wouldn't. And then the no matter what club just cut the argument off at the knees. And I was like, no, I don't drink no matter what. And I kept going and, right. um, and it stopped the argument and it stopped, it stopped the, the craving and, you know, and I didn't drink. So, um, uh, I, I, you know, I love all those kinds of, um, exercises and hints and, um, advice to, to those struggling to stay sober. So, uh, I know you told us some of this, but can we just list a few of the things that you're doing, um, to, um, to stay sober? To, to
2: not make yeah, be- sure. Yeah. Uh, so like really quick, um, you know, the whole, like, no, you know, no matter what, don't pick up, you know, don't drink. Uh, my whole, my whole thing is my sponsor told me uh, um, by all means necessary. And uh, we are, we were on the phone like two years ago and I was struggling. And uh, he's like, by all means necessary. Like what, whatever you did when you were in active addiction, you went and sought that drink or that drug. In your recovery, you need to seek your recovery by all means necessary. Right. And that's that that totally like that like that whole like no matter what, that 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 no matter what to you, by all means necessary was that to me. Um so it's it's communication, man. You know, it's like, you know, you have the, like I call it like the voice, you know, and when things are getting good, um, you know, it's always the voice that comes in. And and it, it just like it, like it, it knocks you down from like out of nowhere. So for me, communication like communicating with people that are in recovery, you know, telling, texting, or every day, daily calling, telling people where I'm at in my recovery, what's going on in my head, you know, like there's a lot of shit that goes on. Um, that if you don't communicate with somebody. Uh, you know, that you might not hear a good suggestion, or you might not hear it, like, you know, when you get it out, they might say, hey, you know, like, two weeks ago, like, man, I was going through the same thing. And I did this. Um, So there's that, I think, um, definitely reading for me just for today. uh, It always hits, you know, maybe it doesn't hit that day. You know, maybe uh, you read just for today. And then two days later, you're like, oh, man, that Friday's just just for today was definitely like, like it's Sunday, but definitely right on, you know, that's definitely something that I do every day. And what's, um, I, I read, um, every day I,
1: I wake up and the first thing I do is turn on my phone and I read the daily reflection. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, it's not so much, I mean, I, it's great if I, if I get something out of the daily reflection, if I get some wisdom, if I get some, uh, something that I can use that day, um, or, you know, the rest, but for me, it's, it's a reminder that I am an alcoholic in recovery, like that's so that's the first thing I know, but how does the um daily daily reflection different from differ from just for today
2: um i it's, I don't think it I don't think it's that different to be honest with you uh the just for today and n a is you know really just talking about various different things in recovery you know like various different like um tools in terms of like your higher power or mm-hmm. um gratitude or, you know, like reflecting back on like how bad it was or what you need to do in terms of your program to, you know, keep, you know, to be grateful, to be solid in it. Um, Just reminders, you know, and just tips. uh And it's something to where like me, you know, obviously, you know, I'm on your, I'm on your podcast. So, we're, you know, you're interviewing me, but for me, it's something to where every day when I wake up, you know, the first thing I do is I pray to God. Yeah, And I I say, thank you. And I thank you for another day clean. And, you know, I think it's also too, like, you have to put in that work. Like, it's just not like, it just doesn't come to you. You know, like you have to like, you know, there's, there's some nights where I'll work 10, 12 hours, and then I'll go to a 10 o'clock meeting. And it's just what I needed. You know, like those meetings are like, for me, it's medicine. So it's like, you know, praying to God, reading just for today. Having a good group of five or six guys that I talk to, communicating, texting, going to meetings uh, and my addiction therapist like that's I see him on a weekly basis. So those are the things that to answer your question that I do, uh, I try to do on a daily basis. Most definitely. Right. Um, what is the most
1: difficult thing you have been through since you've been sober and how did you get through it?
2: Okay. Um, what is the most difficult thing that I've been through? You know, the, one of the most difficult things, uh, to be honest with you, for me is uh, the wreckage that I caused uh, my family, my wife and kids. Um, you know, I had to do a lot of, a lot of, I had to, you know, obviously I had to make amends, but it's, it's, it's a daily reprieve. It's, it's daily, you know, like there's a lot of trust, you know, there's, there's resentment. There's, you know, I had to win back a lot of stuff from my kids and my wife. And that's the hardest thing for me. Like that, that, you know, I I'm, I'm very grateful, but at the same time, you know, it could be something to where they could have left. And I, I hear a lot of that in the rooms, you know, where Men or women, they lose their spouses and their kids, and I'm really fortunate that I didn't. But that's the hardest thing for me, to be honest with you, uh, to, to to really get back the trust of, of them. Yeah. Um, what's
1: the best lesson you've learned in sobriety, and how did it help you?
2: The best lesson I learned in sobriety is to... Um, acceptance of being, um, having the disease of addiction. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think it's something where, you know, I hear, or I see like some people, uh, they have resentment towards it. Um, but for me, I think, I, I feel it's a blessing. It's, it, it, you know, it's shown, it, it, it has shown me, uh, to really go deep in, 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 in the mindset And really learn about yourself and really learn that, you know, what you can come back from, like what, you know, like the depths of addiction, the struggles, you know, us as addicts, we go through a lot of stuff. Like there's a lot of stuff that we put ourselves through and to be able to get out of that and to be able to learn that and use like the steps and life lessons. uh, I'm very fortunate. Like it's shown me a lot. It's helped me out in all aspects of my life, just not in recovery.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Beyond recovery. Wow. Well, that's a great place for us to end. And you shared a lot of really um, solid, helpful suggestions about how to, how to stay sober. And especially if you're struggling and um, the name of your podcast, Marco is by all means necessary, real recovery talk.
2: Yes. Yep. Yep. Most definitely. Yeah. Thank you.
1: Well, listen, thank you for joining us today. And how can our listeners get in touch with you and find the podcast?
2: Um, You know, you can look, you can, uh, their YouTube channel is uh, by all means necessary podcasts or on Instagram. It's uh, B A M N real recovery talk. And it's really, really about all aspects of addiction in terms of like, my wife's on, uh, did an episode. My kids did episodes. It's it, you know, my addiction therapist is on there. So it's not just about family disease, right? So you family disease. Most definitely. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Great. All right. Well, we will um, check it out. And to all our listeners, thank you for your continued support. Uh, Visit us on www.soberpodcast.com and all places that you find major podcasts. To leave a review, sign up for our mailing list. I'm Jamie Brickhouse, your host. You can find me on TikTok, uh, Instagram, Facebook at Jamie underscore Brickhouse, where I tell a true story in high heels every day. And I'm the author of Dangerous When Wet, a memoir of booze, sex, and my mother. Signing out from the Sober Podcast. Tune in for another show next week.
0: Thank you for joining us for this episode of The Sober Podcast. We hope that you have found this episode helpful and look forward to you joining us next time. As we continue to grow and implement positive change, we hope that you'll share our podcast with your friends and loved ones. They can find us on all the major podcast directories. If you have an idea for the show, want to leave positive feedback, ideas, or comments, connect with us on thesoberpodcast.com. You can also reach us on our social media platform on The Soberverse. We'd love to hear from you. A special thanks to all those who make this show happen Jamie Brickhouse, our host, Carrie, our producer, Carl Fessenden, our voice, and our sponsor, The Sober Network.